Hello everyone, Pastor John Naves. I'm the pastor of Bridgepoint Church in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And we're continuing our study in the book of Revelation, particularly chapters one, two, and three. Uh, chapter one dealing with who Jesus is and the coming of Christ um, and the, the glory and the resurrected power of Christ. Also the glorious Christ, the Christ after his crucifixion, after his resurrection and after his ascension and what he looks like now even as he reigns and rules in the church today. It's an important thing for us to note, and uh, I challenge you, if you haven't taken part in all these other, in all of the other um, messages that I've been bringing, to go back to those first few and take a look at Revelation chapter one again. Chapters two and three deal with the seven churches of Asia Minor, Minor and Christ himself wrote a message to each of those seven churches. And today we're dealing with the church in Laodicea, and Laodicea, it, I've divided into two separate messages because the message to the church in Laodicea was so um, intricate and rather long. It's, it's a really stunning message to the church and in some ways I think applies um, more directly to the church today than most of the other letters. There's a message to the church in Laodicea about being lukewarm, about being passionless, lacking in energy, um, lacking in direction even. I get sidetracked by a lot of other things and even in the church we can consider ourselves uh, spiritual um, and really we're not so much. And that's the message to the church in Laodicea. Look, you, you guys think you got this all together. Let me help you with that because you really don't. And this is the message that we're going to read today. In fact, um, it, we're starting in the middle of the message to the church in Laodicea. I covered the first half last week, so if you haven't seen that, um, jump back a week and then come back to this one because you'll, you'll get a better understanding of the whole letter. But he's writing in, in chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. I'm going to start right there, and then we'll go from there. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white remnant, that thou mayest be clothed, and that, thou, and, that the, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. Now, I've read this out of the King James Version of the Bible. I rarely ever do that. I almost always use uh, the NIV. But it, uh, one, it's more familiar to me. Uh, I was raised on uh, the King James Version of the Bible. In fact, most of a lot of what I've memorized, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of what I've memorized, I still keep in the King James Version of the Bible because that's why I learned it. So I didn't learn the New English Version or the uh, NIV Version of things that I've memorized because it's really hard to unmemorize something and memorize it in a different way. So that's my excuse today. Um, I just wanted to bring you the King James Version. I know some of you are more familiar with that. But the message remains exactly the same. The message to the church in Laodicea is... You guys think you're rich. You think that you have it all together. You think you know all things. That you're spiritually strong when you're not. That you are rich in the things of God, but you're not. You're actually poor, blind, and naked. It's a direct rebuke to the church about their spiritual state. Not that they don't have money. They had money. They were a well-off well community. 
Not that they didn't have clothes. Of course they had clothes. Nobody really walks around naked. Um, well, usually. Anyway, most people walk around that way and out in public and he's not condemning them for what they own necessarily, but he's saying you really don't understand your true spiritual state. It's a matter of perspective. And there's a perspective needed, needed to be realigned. The church was 100% out of phase with what was really going on in their church and where they were really at spiritually. And again, I think this is a message to the church today. We think we've got it all together because we are better off. You know, I, I look at our church, I was raised in a small church in, in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Woohoo! And we didn't have air conditioning. We didn't have, we had comfortable pews and comfortable as pews can be. We just didn't have a lot of stuff. I remember our first sound system, first time we had one. I remember it didn't work half the time and all kinds of goofy stuff would go on. We just didn't have all this stuff. Now we have instruments all over the platform. We have state-of-the-art sound systems, lighting systems that can be controlled by the light board. Uh, we have air conditioning in our sanctuary. We have very comfortable chairs. Um, I mean, we, we just, we really have stuff. But that's not a reflection of the spiritual state of the church, and that's our challenge, and that's the challenge that God was giving to uh, the church in Laodicea, and that Christ was saying, your perspective is off. It's 100%, uh, uh, 180 degrees out of phase. You, you're, you're, you think you're headed in the right direction. You're heading the opposite. And he's calling them back to say, you don't know what you really need. You don't know where you're really at. You're really missing the whole point. So it's really a a rebuke and and that's good news just so you know because if we read on it says he says buy from me gold and this represents the gold that Christ has to offer buy from me get from me clothes that are white linen these are the things that Christ has to offer get get some eye salve that will really heal so you can see because you're spiritually blind you don't even know your own state of being right now and you need to get on track you don't even know how poor you are. You don't even know that you're walking around naked. You're just spiritually blind. Open up your eyes, open up your, hear, your ears, and listen and see where you're really at. Because you're taking a whole lot of comfort in all of the wrong things. Your perspective is way off. And you need to get back to where you belong. Isaiah chapter 55 says it this way. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and you will delight in the riches, richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. You see the difference? You're satisfied with all the wrong things, and you're really missing out. You can have food to eat that, and Jesus said, I have food to eat that you don't even know about. I have stuff to drink you don't even know about. Because the things of this world don't satisfy what satisfies is the things of God. You can have enough to eat, you can have enough to drink, you can be filled. 
So let's move on. I want to read the uh, out of the book. I've only done this once before. But a little paragraph that I found really just to the point. It's at the bottom of the page. There are few passages in Scripture more searching, more condemning, more pointed than the message to the church. The, and few messages are more needed by the church today, which in many respects sadly parallels the spiritual state of the church in Laodicea. That's my point. And that's the point we really need to talk about and focus on. Verse 19, the Lord says to you, I love you. I love you like, like a brother. You are my children. In fact, he uses the word Philadelphia, or in which the name Philadelphia comes from. Verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chase and be zealous, therefore, and repent. Now, he doesn't talk that way to people he doesn't care about. He doesn't chasten those who he doesn't love. He doesn't convict them. He doesn't, he doesn't get involved with them because they're busy running away from him and don't really care about their spiritual lives. They're just living in this world with whatever the world has to offer. This is a message to the church, and he's saying to them, look, I love you, and I'm going to chasten you, and I'm going to come after you. I'm going to expose and convict and even punish you so that you will come back, so that you will wake up and become that church that I intended you to be in the first place, that I created you to be. In fact, Jesus is saying, this is the church I died for. This is the church I gave birth to. This is my church, my love. Come back to me. Don't forget where you belong and where you've come from. So verse 19 is that come back to me, that moment of get your act together. I'm giving you a chance here to repent and return. Repent means turn around. 180 degrees out of phase, get 180 degrees turned around. Go the opposite direction because you're headed in the wrong way. All right, let's move on, verses 20 through 22. And this is the kind of closing passage where he talks about how, how, to, how to get there. Because all of us say, all right, I want to live a spiritual life. I want to be a solid Christian. I want to be this person that Christ called me to be. I want my church to be alive and well. I want us to be focused on the things of God. I want us to take serious the priorities of our church. I want to take serious the priorities of my life. So what do I do? How do I get there? This is a great answer. You already know it, but here it is in black and white. Verses 22, 20 through 22. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh, I will grant to sit, to sit with me on my throne even as I also overcame, and I am set down with my Father on his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. That's a powerful statement, all the way across. Verse 20 starts out and says, here, here I am, I'm standing at the door and knocking. Open up, open up, open up the door, and I'll come in and I'll sit down with you and I'll sup with you, in fact, the word sup there simply means it was, the, it was the meal of the day. It was the center focus of the day. In their culture, they all sat down together and they had 
family and friends and everybody came and they ate together. It was the most important thing they could do. It was fellowship, it was conversation, it was eating together, it was laughing, it was, it was important. And this is what Christ is saying to the church today. And he's saying to each and every one of us, I'm knocking on the door. Here I stand, knocking at the door. I haven't abandoned you, I'm not running away, I'm not giving up on you, I'm still standing there, knocking on the door saying, let me in. And if you hear my voice and you open the door, I'll come in and I'll have the most important meal of the day with you. The question is, is our fellowship with Christ the most important meal of our day? Is it the most important thing we do all day? Or do we do it at all? If we don't do it at all, then we're starving. Or maybe already spiritually dead. We've already lost the fire, we've already lost the passion. We've already lost the energy and we're going through the motions and we're trying to do the right things, but we have no life in us. And the church can do the same thing. We go through all of the right motions. We, we just keep on moving. One program after another, one service after another, and yet no real life there. And that's tragic because if we don't allow the Lord in, we're going to starve. And he's saying, open up the door, let me in. I want to sit down, I want to eat with you, I want to spend valuable time with you. So let's make that our priority. That's the answer to spiritual deadness. It's not more devotion to the word, as crucial as that is. It's the presence of the Lord in our lives. In those intimate times when we sit down and talk with him. And he talks to us. In fact, I think the parallel here is the Song of Solomon. When it's described that the, the bridegroom, Room. the husband gets up in the middle of the night goes to his wife's bedroom knocks on the door and says let me in and she gets up and together they have this amazing fellowship where they share spirit and soul and life and energy it's passionate and we're lacking that in our churches we need to find it again we're lacking that in our spiritual lives and we need to find it again the last thing I think about is spending time with the Lord. Where am I? I'm spiritually dead. Christ is calling us to wake up, answer the door, let me in. It's not possible for the church to remain lukewarm with the presence of Christ in our lives. It's just not possible. The church will become alive again when we open the door and let him in. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And he's not just saying this to the church, he's saying this to you and he's saying this to me. There's something far greater here that we're missing out on. And we've settled for a lot less and told ourselves we're wealthy, we're strong, we're good, we don't lack anything, we're smart, we're educated, we have more information than we know what to do with. We don't have the presence of the Christ in our lives and we're not sitting down and eating with him, fellowshipping with him, spending time with him. We're in trouble. So church, you as an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Open up your heart. Let the Lord in. 
Remember, he stands at the door and knocks. This wasn't written to the world. This was written to the church. This was written to the church. Keep that in mind. I'll see you next time. We'll talk a little bit more about Revelation next week, and then I'll move on to something else. So God bless you. Thanks for joining me every week. And if this is your first time here, I hope you enjoy this. And enough to go back and listen to some of the others as well. Have a great week. God bless.